You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports 2. Well, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan because he has come out and he is slamming the hypocrisy of this Brittany Griner situation and pointing out a simple fact. All these MFers are banging the drum to get Brittany Griner back home. Why? Because she's a GD basketball player? Are you kidding me when we have how many people in this very country locked up for for marijuana? I mean, it's it's utterly ridiculous. Of course, he's an advocate for the uh, plant. Uh, look, I know Joe's got a blind spot, spot for Trump. I'm fine with that. I don't have to agree with everybody I consume. He has very interesting people on his channel, like Jordan Peterson, and a lot of fitness people, people involved with UFC. And I'm interested in his com- content. He knows what questions to ask to keep me tuned in. He's got the number one podcast in the in the country. Uh, so we're going to get to this uh, because Joe Rogan, I mean, it's no hose barred here. I mean, he really goes all in on the fact that she can shoot a basketball, okay? And uh, I get what he's trying to say right here. And I'm going to be honest, by hypocrisy, uh, he, you know, he has slammed Joe Biden in the past. He's got to be talking about, in part, our own government and, and, and the entire wrongfully detained thing. This is Breitbart. Popular podcaster Joe Rogan recently questioned the outrage over the nine-and-a-half-year prison term WNBA star Brittany Griner got in Russia when there are thousands of Americans in jail for similar pot-related offenses. Joe Rogan stressed that the only difference between Griner and thousands of Americans jailed in the U.S. for similar offenses is that she's in Russia and she can shoot a basketball. Rogan recapped how Griner got arrested, but then he got to the crux of his point. Wow. Let's let's take a look at this. This is pretty this is pretty good. Brittany Griner is imprisoned right now in Russia yeah. because she went over there to play basketball and she had uh, cannabis oil, oil or vape some shit. cartridges that she had on her. Yeah, she. I, I don't know if she just didn't know they were illegal or if she tried to sneak them in. Uh, and they're they've got her arrested. It's against the law, and she might do ten years in jail over there, which is but, fucking horrific. But let's she's, also clarify. She's already been over there for months. But here's what's important. But this people is a poli- are, yeah. but hold on. Yeah. People are freaking out about this, right? Yeah. They're freaking out. Russia needs to let her go. We have people in America right now locked up for marijuana, and they've been locked up for fucking years. For years <laughs> and funny. years and years. And there's not one. That's there's funny. thousands of yeah, them. Yeah, so what, yeah. they're not good at throwing a fucking ball into a net? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. They're not good at that one thing that we like to watch? Oh, so dude. Those fucking people yeah. don't get let out? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And to be honest with you, Joe, it's the WNBA. Nobody's watching that crap. Trust me. I saw the ratings. That's a video that's coming. The ratings are terrible. They're terrible. Rogan has addressed the Griner prison sentence several times. On August 3rd, for instance, he called the nine-and-a-half-year sentence horrific and added no one should be in jail for weed. However, later in the podcast, he said... Griner, quote, broke the rules and that she can, quote, deal with the consequences. The reaction to Rogan's stance on those in prison for U.S. possession of pot was varied. 
Some out there are very uh, are the very people in jail for the U.S. just for uh, possession. I don't give a shit about the reaction. They go through a, about four tweets there. Uh, but the point is, Joe's right. I mean, you don't have Biden. You don't have Kamala Harris. You don't have Sheila Jackson Lee. You don't have all these other Ted Cruz. I'm just going to keep it real. You don't have Ted Cruz signing a bipartisan resolution with a bunch of Democratic senators. I mean, some a bunch of senators all signed the, the dotted line, virtue signaling, trying to get Brittany Griner home. You don't have none of that happening. For the people that are locked up in this country for the same kind of thing. I mean, look, um, Shumpert, the NBA player, just got locked up going through an airport. He's in very serious trouble. Where is Joe Biden commenting on that, talking about how horrific that is and how unjust that is? What is the deal there? I'm going to keep it real. Honestly, and this is being, peel back the curtain. She is, she is getting privileged because she is black and she's part of the alphabet community. I'm keeping it honest right now. Kwame Brown, I heard him just one little sentence yesterday say, if this was a man, nobody would give a fuck. I mean, he just come right out and said it. This is a thing. She's going to end up getting out in a prisoner swap that nobody else would get that kind of consideration for. Plain and simple. She is getting privileged because she's part of the wildly progressive wing of the Democratic Party that voted for that decrepit old corpse that's in damn office right now. Let's be real. Let's be blatantly real. I got to give Joe Rogan credit. He's one of these guys. He's got a blind spot for Trump, kind of like Bill Maher. But then like 50% of everything they say is on the conservative side. And he says, whoa, I'm not conservative. I'm not conservative, even though I'll vote for DeSantis if he'll run. But, I mean, you know, I'm just keeping it real there. <laughs> it's, isn't that weird? Uh, but it is what it is. I don't need an echo chamber, and I don't give a damn who Joe Rogan votes for. I can still consume him, and I can keep my vote over here. When I get in the booth, I'll still check Trump, and everybody can go on with life. Got a damn good podcast regardless, and he's absolutely right. The hypocrisy from everybody on this Brittany Griner thing, it's appalling. It's appalling. Tell me what you think, black and white sports two fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rootrance for Black and White Sports 2. Well, this Brittany Griner thing is seeping its way into everything. It's all over. It's all over the news. It's on Fox News. It's on Newsmax. Uh, it's God. It's getting all the views on the main channel. My God, we had one of our biggest days in the history of the channel in views yesterday when her conviction came down. Well, it's even seeped its way over in to NFL Network and a private conversation 
between NFL Insider, who works for the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, and some guys on the set. Andrew uh, Siciliano was one of them. Of course, they're out on training camp locations right now, talking about all the training camps' uh, comings and goings and what's going on. And, well, I guess an inside joke from an off-air conversation ended up getting brought up on the air, and you can tell it's like, oh, crap. And it was about Brittany Griner. Wow. This, I'll I'll show you the clip, too. This is uh, Outkick, David Hookstead. How about that? Uh, Over from, I believe, the Daily Caller. Ian Rappaport appears to joke about surviving in a Russian prison. (laughs) Ian Rappaport had a very awkward moment on live TV involving potentially surviving Russian prison. Russian prisons have been in the news a bunch ever since Brittany Griner was arrested and given a show trial on drug charges in the authoritarian country. She was sentenced to Thursday to nine years. Well, the topic was apparently being discussed by Rappaport, James Palmer, and Andrew Siciliano off-air. But unfortunately, it made its way to live TV. And I'm not talking about... Um, they, they actually were on a hot mic. No, it just gets brought up here, folks. Let's check this out. Ian, are you okay? You were tackled? Are you okay? I've been through listen, a lot worse. Listen, if Ian, thinks, if Ian thinks he can survive in a Russian prison, which apparently he believes a tackle from Nathaniel Hacker is the least of his problems. That was not really for air, but sure. I'd say that's true. James Palmer, just pull back the curtain on the conversation we had off the air during the commercial. We're happy that Look Ian, at Siciliano's face when he looks over. If Ian thinks he can survive in a Russian prison, which apparently he believes a tackle... Oh, shit. Look at how red Ian Rappaport's face is. Just pull back the curtain on the conversation we had off the air during the commercial. We're happy that Ian, happy to report that... 145,000 times, as you can imagine, people were quick to direct their fire towards Rappaport, apparently believing he can survive a Russian prison. Bro said that with full confidence. Skull face. Funny. Where do I begin processing the WTF I just watched? Because what the actual F? Woo. Oh, I get the joke. These guys are assholes. <laughs> Quote. Oh, and of course, somebody's triggered. This is disgusting. How absolutely disrespectful. Complete trash people. Oh, my God. We're triggered over Brittany Griner again. In moments like this one, it's important to slam the brakes on cancel culture bus. Just because Twitter is fired up doesn't mean anything in the real world. That's correct. Guys, I thought the joke was funny as hell. I mean, that was funny. We have no idea what the full conversation was off air. And that's obviously where it should have stayed. Yeah, I mean, if you peel back the curtain on people's private conversations, everybody's going to be mad at everybody all the time. That's why it's called private conversations. Given the fact that Griner is essentially a hostage of Vladimir Putin's dictatorship... After being sentenced to nine years, it's not the best time to be joking about Russian prisons. However, people need 
people like Rappaport did something unforgivable, need to take a deep breath and relax. Foolish comments for live TV. Sure, a fireball fence, not in a million years. Uh, look, I don't even think he should apologize. It was just a damn joke. I mean, who gives a shit? And it was from off air. <laughs> you know, Jesse Palmer was like, uh, James Palmer was like, oh, shit. Uh, and Andrew Siciliano's face was like, he looked over at somebody, producer probably, and I'm sure they were like, oh, crap. Ian Rappaport's career is fried. Ian Rappaport went full on beat red face. Did you see that? I think it's I think it's hilarious. I mean, let's be real. It's all over the news cycle. People are talking about it. And Ian Rappaport, he kind of he kind of he kind of butched up, didn't he? I can survive a Russian prison. It's funny. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. Somebody tell me what you think in the comments section. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Oh my god, cancel Ian Rappaport. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrians for the Black and White Network. Well, this is that kind of thing we've got to talk about. we got to expose when we find it. Because this kind of thing is absolutely happening. Even in the red state of Florida where the great Ron DeSantis is governor. It's happening here where we've got our governor, Greg Abbott. This red state. You've got these woke political ideologies that are infiltrate either infiltrated or have already infiltrated things like your school board okay and how do they do that they go in there and act like they are like everybody else acting like and look they move into these areas where they know where they know they're the odd person out but then they can get to the kids right and they can start working on pushing that ideology even into areas of the country where you think you live, that your children are safe from this crap. Okay? I hope Ron DeSantis, I hope somebody shows him this or he sees this article in some way, shape, form, or fashion because, uh, look, this school, this school board member should be gone. Why? Because he's went in there and he's gained the trust. And he blatantly admits, and he's on, and look, he's on video. You can't see his face, but you can hear him talking that there are woke members of the school board and they're working from the inside. See? See? You've got to watch this. Breitbart. Florida school board member brags about members being woke. We're working from the inside. Sarasota school board vice chair, vice chair. Tom Edwards this week proudly bragged that there are school board members who are, quote, woke and, quote, working from the inside to indoctrinate children, making remarks ahead of the August 23 primary as voters have a chance to flip the school board in favor of pro-parents and pro-students conservatives. They don't want, they don't, 
um, imagine this. I still can't get over this. Teachers do not, there are teachers that do not believe parents should have the say in what is taught and what their kids are exposed to. I can't imagine that. I, to me, if you believe that or if your mindset is that way, you have no business being in the educational field whatsoever. Got no business being around children, frankly. Quote, here in the state of Texas, there are school board members that are woke, Edwards. Speaking at Wednesday's Support Our School event, proudly declared, quote, we are here. We're working to have your back. You need to know we have your backs. He continued bragging about how woke school board members are working from the, quote, the inside to advance these radical left agendas. And we're working in the best strategic spot because we're on, we're on the inside working from the inside. It's from my point of view. And I spent not quite two years, listen to this, guys, not quite two years to earn credibility and earn trust. You sneaky snake. That is a long, slow process, but I'm not the only one in the state of Florida, Edwards continued asserting that there are coalitions, quote, formed to protect. Protect what, you sick F? He continued seemingly lamenting that too many teachers and administrators in the machinery have accepted all of the pro-students and pro-parent standards embraced by the DeSantis administration. Okay, that's what the people of your state wants, by and large, by majority. So if you don't like it, get out of the state. Get out of the state. Go to California. Go to New York. Go to Illinois. But get out and stay out of the conservative states. However, he said school board members such as himself are, quote, not accepting it anymore. Good God, I hope Ron DeSantis sees this. All right, let's look at this. See, you see how that works? The remarks were made at a community forum, which was described as an event featuring education professionals providing, quote, overview of new curriculum that clearly seeks to whitewash our history. DeSantis-backed school member Bridget Ziegler, a wife of the Republican Party of Florida Vice Chairman, Christian Ziegler is among those on that particular school board and told Breitbart News that Edwards is among those who demonizes parents for voicing frustrations. Tom Edwards and radical liberal activists push a narrative blaming parents 
for the heated tone at school board meetings, claiming that indoctrination isn't happening and call frustrated parents who are fighting to protect their children domestic terrorists. Wow. God almighty. He and his radical activists proclaim to be part of the, quote, moderate majority. No, no, you are, in fact, a minority, especially in Florida, bub. In an attempt to fool the public, meanwhile, he's out there boasting about being woke, being strategic, working from the inside to form coalitions to advance his woke agenda. In a March interview with Breitbart News, Ziegler, who has remained at the helm of the school board fight prior to the National Awakening, explained that leftist school board members across the country adhere to a playbook to roll out their radical agendas in an attempt to maintain a monopoly in the education sector. When you get up there and you are elected, you're automatically part of the association, and they tell you that your job is to support the superintendent. It's not about protecting, supporting, representing taxpayers, or focus on financial stewardship. It is very much about no dissenting, no very much group think, and get in line. She later told Breitbart News Saturday, there is a playbook, and what I think so many people have now realized as a result of the great parent awakening after COVID, the same playbook that happens in Sarasota County happens across the state and across the country. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have heard of things right here. I'm in very rural East Texas. I mean, we're red as hell. But I have heard of things in local schools here that worries me. I mean, it just concerns me. You know, absolutely, without a doubt. Quote, it's largely based on indoctrinating local policy officials all the way down to professional development given to the educators and trickles down to indoctrinating our students with very left progressive agendas. The Sarasota school board race is of particular interest as it poses an opportunity for voters to flip the board. Of the five board seats in the county, three are up, including Ziegler's. Last month, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis released his list of endorsements for school boards across the Sunshine State touting them as individuals who will put students and parents first, fighting against CRT and radical gender ideology being injected into classrooms. His endorsements for Sarasota included Ziegler, Robin uh, Martinelli, and Timothy Enos. Uh, so, So this person is out there blatantly inside on the school boards fighting against what Ron DeSantis is fighting for and against what Greg Abbott is standing for, and some of these other red governors we got out there, people like Christy Nome, right? Um, wow, I'm going to tell you, yeah, what I've heard about here just locally has to do with some gender ideology bullshit, things to do with bathrooms, and I, it's just appalling to me, uh, especially that you've got these schools doing this, and they know... By and large, this is a largely red area, and that parents, if they knew, if they understood, they would be pissed, okay? They would be pissed. Uh, and, you know, you got to be careful. A lot of people tend to assume, based on where they're at, they don't have to worry about this crap. I, I contend you need to worry about it no matter what. I mean, here you are right here. This guy is saying... I snuck inside. 
like the snake that I am, to poison your children. I'm woke. I'm pushing CRT. I'm pushing gender ideology. I'm sure he's pushing every letter that that the LGBTQ LMNOP community has taken onto those children at that school. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Be careful of what's going on in your surroundings because it used to be they were coming after your kids that were in college. Nope. Then it went to high school. Nope. Not good enough. And now we've seen with like all the drag shows and shit, all of this. Look, it's down to kindergarten levels. Younger than that. It's truly sick. I mean, it is it is just it's appalling. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrians from the Black and White Network. Look, I understand this is the political channel in the Black and White Network slash Black and White Sports, Black and White Sports 2, Matrix and Roadshow. I get it. I get it. Uh, I understand this is the political channel. I also understand that this is legendary broadcaster. Rest in peace. Vince Scully, who was an American patriot without a doubt. A lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people knew that. He was disgusted by the national anthem kneeling in football. And supposedly, he did not watch football anymore because of that. Uh, By the way, I am wearing our old school ESP CNN shirt. That's right. Still available in a merch store. Use promo code USA first. All one word to get 25% off. So, but this is about Vin Scully. And an old clip has surfaced. And it is going viral because Vin Scully is a, a crushing socialism. Okay, and as we know, well, Beijing Biden and, and his merry band of assholes, the socialist Democrats, are trying to drag us kicking and screaming into uh, the way of life of China or Venezuela or some of these other places. And, um, well, this is awesome, <laughs> to say the least. Now, Vin was always known for just telling these great stories and everything during games, and um, he just gives you this one little 22-second clip that absolutely sums up and crushes socialism all at the same time. Uh, So we'll check this out. Old clip of Vin Scully delivering crushing criticism of socialism goes viral after death of legendary broadcaster The Blaze. Oh, wow. An old video clip of legendary sportscaster Vin Scully delivering a crushing rebuke of socialism has gone viral after the longtime L.A. Dodgers broadcaster passed away. Scully died on Tuesday at the age of 94 after calling Dodgers games for 67 seasons. Starting in 1950 when the MLB team was based in Brooklyn and retiring in 2016. 
during an MLB game between the Dodgers and Brewers in 2016, Scully voiced a scathing admonishment of socialism. And we're going to listen to this. Scully, who was a long-tenured broadcaster with a single team in sports history, answered his own question. And you'll hear this. The Dodgers broadcaster then seamlessly returned to call him a baseball game. Quote, anyway, 0-2. On Wednesday, OutKick founder Clay Travis resurfaced the clip from six years ago on Twitter to commemorate its death. It has been retweeted seven thousand times and has more than 33,000 likes. Wow. Let's listen to this. Socialism failing to work as it always does, <laughs> this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, And if the destruction of socialism wasn't actually in this, the best part is he nonchalantly goes to, anyway, Owen (laughs) 2. Oh, classic baseball man. Scully was referencing the socialist government in Venezuela under Hugo Chavez and, of course, Nicolas Maduro. Venezuela's economy tanked in the 2010s, which caused massive food shortages. The government severely cut back on food provided to its citizens. By the way, nobody can get baby formula right now. A survey conducted in 2016 revealed that 74.3% of Venezuelans lost an average of at least 19 pounds because of malnutrition brought on by the economic crisis. By the way, we're in a recession. The survey also found that 93.3% of Venezuelans didn't have enough money to pay for their food expenses. The poll noted that only 32% of Venezuelans eat at least two times a day. Wow. There were 65% of Venezuelans who said their children skipped school because of food-related reasons, including standing in long food lines for their parents. Wow. Wow. A 2015 report from Miami-based Derolero Las Americas, I don't know if that's right, claimed that the, quote, favorite daughter of then-President Chavez was the richest person in Venezuela. The outlet claimed that Maria Gabriela Chavez had a net worth of nearly $4.2 billion after receiving a massive inheritance from her father when he died in 2013. Maria Gabriela Chavez was believed to have had a larger fortune than Venezuela businessman Gustavo Cineros, who was said to have had a net worth of $3.6 billion. Although Scully wasn't typically political, he declared in November 2017 he would never watch another NFL game because a player protest during the national anthem. Quote, I have only one thought, really. I am so disappointed. I used to love during the fall and winter to watch NFL on Sunday. And that's not that I'm some great patriot. I was in the Navy for a year. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't do anything. But I have overwhelming respect and admiration for anyone who puts on a uniform and goes to war. 
So the only thing I can do in my little way is to is not to preach. I will never watch another NFL game. Wow. Wow. And there is a jersey patch for the Dodgers right there. So this was one of those videos where I literally didn't quite know where to put it. So I thought, you know what? We're talking socialism here. Something we dog out the socialist Democrats for all the time. Beijing Biden. And I thought, you know what? Sounds like a network video. Even if it's got a little parallel with sports, it's only the fact that it was during a game and involving a legendary broadcaster from a game. I think we can all appreciate this. It's priceless. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Peace them out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. All right, Black and White Network fans, let's talk about Sean King, a.k.a. Talcumets, a.k.a. Martin Luther Cream, the BLM activist, folks. And you know what's really interesting about these BLM people? They're supposed to be helping black lives, but yet the black lives that they're supposed to be helping are just as poor as they was three, five years ago. However, these BLM activists like a Sean King, a Patrice Cullors, they seem to fatten their own pockets. I mean, even uh, when it comes to the sports world, even Colin Kaepernick, he's supposed to be an activist. But man, this man has gotten rich off of the race grift. There is a bunch of money to be made in the race grift, folks. I mean, I actually may stop making YouTube videos to get into the race hustle because there's a lot more money in the race hustle than there is actually making YouTube videos and podcasts. Well, anyway, I put up a video the other day talking about uh, Sean King. This man bought a $40,000 dog, a family dog. And then uh, the New York Post actually exposed that, um, yeah, that was actually used with campaign, not actually campaign, but uh, donations from donors. OK, he's not a politician, um, even though you never know. He might actually want to run one day in New York. But um, he got exposed. He didn't like getting getting exposed. And this isn't the first time that uh, Sean King has been exposed. The man's a liar. OK, these race hustlers are nothing more than liars. Well, guys, he got very upset. With the New York Post. And guess what? He made threats to a couple of writers at the New York Post. Over here on OutKick. And this is uh, Bobby Burrat doing great work over there at OutKick. Writes an article here. Sean King threatens reporters. I know where you live. Let's see where this is going, guys. BLM scumbag Sean King has again threatened reporters for reporting the truth. This time, King vowed to inflict pain on two New York Post writers, uh, Kevin Shahan and Isabel Vincent. On Instagram, told Shahan and Vincent he has written down their addresses and is keeping tabs on their every move. Quote, I know where you live, where you used to live, where your family lives, where they work, 
King wrote in an unhinged post. And a few thousand other people know now as well. So I'm assuming it seems like that uh, Sean King gave out the addresses of um, these couple of New York Post writers, if you ask me. He says, I quote, you posted my house online and caused white supremacists to show up at my doorstep to terrify my wife and kids. King said while posting headshots of Shahan and Vincent. I'm going to at least make it uncomfortable for you. You aren't going to post about my personal life without consequence. You motherfuckers that won't leave me and my my wife and kids alone. I'm about to return this pain back to you. He wrote another post. Well, Sean King, man, he, he's also a known liar, by the way, folks. Sean King is a known liar. Now, his house did get posted online. Um, and the reason why is this man bought an eight hundred and forty two thousand dollar house, if I'm not mistaken. Eight hundred and forty two thousand dollars. And all these people out there donating money to Sean King are just fattening up his pockets. So this man can actually buy close to a million dollar home. But however, they didn't post his address online. They didn't. And at the time, I remember, I think this was about a year ago. Sean King was actually asking people for money because he said he had to move. This man was still grifting at that time, too. He wanted people to donate money to him so he can move. Think about that, guys. It says in uh, 2021, Vincent reported that King bought a lavish $842,000 five-bedroom lakefront home in New Jersey. The story did not include an address. So that's what I just talked about right there. The Post and other sites frequently publish images of new homes that people in the news purchase. Despite King's claims, this practice is not exclusive to him. So that's why King has threatened Vincent and her safety. As for Shahan, he posted a story on Sunday that revealed King used donor money from his political action committee to buy a $40,000 guard dog. Yep. Man, Sean King is just absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. Uh, so that's why King is threatening Vincent and her safety. As for Shahan, uh, he posted a story on Sunday revealed King used donor money from his political action committee to buy a $40,000 guard dog. King doesn't deny exploiting donors and taking money they donated to non-federal political candidates. Instead, he says he had to buy the dog to, wait for it, protect themselves from white people. Against white people. Actually, he said to protect himself against white supremacy, by the way. You know, it's funny, guys, that um, Sean King, being the white guy that he is. He seems to be the only person. That I can actually think of that is constantly getting uh, threats from white supremacists. He's the only one I can think of. But. Sean King has a history of just lying. He does. Now. Bobby Burrat did his homework here because he lists several things here that Sean King has lied about. Now, it says here in 2018, he falsely accused a Texas state trooper of raping a black woman during a traffic stop. A video, a release video a few days later proved King fabricated the incident. Staying on brand, King falsely accused Robert Cantrell of murdering a seven year old black girl just months later. 
after a frenzy of threats towards him and his family. Cantrell, wow, hanged himself in jail where he was serving uh, time for unrelated charges. A court later found that two men, neither of whom were Cantrell, murdered the girl. King lied about this, too, and Cantrell committed suicide as a result. So when King says white supremacists are showing up at his home, nobody believes him. His track record suggests he's lying. Yeah, this because this man is lying. This man has been a known liar for a long time. But idiots out there continue to give this man money. Why? I have no idea. Stop giving Sean King money. This man is a grifter. Nothing more. Stop giving BLM your money. They do nothing for you. They just fat in their own pockets and you're still poor. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. 
Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video. And the month of June is over with. And I also thought that Pride Month would actually be over. But apparently, guys, these events are still going on around this country, folks. And it's pretty disgusting, you know, that uh, children are actually involved in some of these events. And folks, let's make no mistake about this. There is a lot of adult themes going on at these events. Grooming children. That is a problem. And actually, folks, if you actually uh, bring up the word groomer on uh, Twitter, apparently now you get banned. You see, guys, they want to come for your children. Now, I ran across something that is actually pretty disturbing here, folks, at a uh, Pennsylvania Pride event. I believe that this probably happened yesterday or the day before. But uh, Lives of TikTok actually put out a video and it's pretty disturbing, guys, because now, guys. Look here on Post Millennial Pennsylvania Pride event features instructor teaching child to pole dance. Pole dancing, folks. At a pride event, a child, not an adult, a child pole dancing. Now, when I think of pole dancing, I actually think of uh, strip clubs because in strip clubs, you actually have poles and the dancers are up there dancing in a sexual manner. This is why uh, pole dancing exists. This is pretty disturbing, guys. We got the images here. Look at this, this, this freak human being here on the left. That is a man teaching a child. This is a boy, I believe, uh, because if you watch the clip, it's a boy. And they put this boy in a dress. Where are the parents? Th this is crazy. And look, look at this. It says um, Central PA Pride had a pole set up with a with an amazing instructor to assist. My kiddo is a natural. So it seems like the parent signed off on their ch their child actually pole dancing in public. This is crazy. It says here a video has surfaced of a young child twirling on a stripper pole assisted by a man wearing Wearing only a pair of red skimpy shorts at July 30th uh, Pride Festival of Central Pennsylvania. So this happened on July 30th, almost a week ago. In a video obtained by Libs of TikTok, the child wearing a rainbow tutu is cheered on by a purported guardian who filmed the encounter and who posted the video on TikTok with the text Central PA Pride had a pole set up with an amazing instructor to assist. My kiddo is a natural. This is unbelievable, guys. I'm not even going to play this clip because I find this to be pretty despicable right here. But if you guys want to watch the clip, go over to um, Post Millennial and watch it yourself. I will not be showing that here. In a letter obtained by Lives of TikTok, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf expressed his support of the event. So the governor of Pennsylvania signed off on this. It says, quote, 
It's my honor to join the Pride Festival of Central Pennsylvania to celebrate their 30th anniversary. Wolf wrote in a uh, statement on July 30th, I am confident that this example of conviction, compassion, and camaraderie will inspire others for many years to come. But guys, children should not be pole dancing. This is a sexual thing, but the governor apparently is allowing this. This is crazy. The Post Millennial has reported on the extreme rise of pride events marketed as family friendly that have exposed children to inappropriate and indecent behavior and material in 2022. Fully nude adults parading in front of children in Seattle, a drag drag queen offering uh, genitals and lube to a crowd where children are present. I didn't even know about about that. That is crazy. Uh, Who saw nearly nude men in BDSM attire whipping each other in a Los Angeles parade and a small girl placed inside of a kink cage with a man dressed up in pup play attire at a parade in Germany are just three examples. That's enough for me right there. I don't man this is crazy. Pennsylvania's uh, Pride Festival continues into August with a schedule of events, including trans pride uh, pool summer parties every weekend where families with children are encouraged to come. Their Facebook page advertises a, quote, playground nearby, a shallow pool with a mushroom water feature and ice cream. Folks, I'm absolutely disgusted by this. Now, I did watch this video right here. I don't know who this guy is right here. But it definitely does seem to me that this man should be arrested. Should be arrested. This should be a crime. But for some reason, guys, I don't know why the left is enabling all of this. They have definitely, definitely crossed the line and gone overboard. But folks, you parents out there, you guys are going to have to take charge because the government is not going to protect your children. And honestly, guys, you guys are the first line of defense. This is wrong. This disgusting, man. This really wants to make me just throw up. I'm very, very furious what's actually going on right now. The grooming of children. Folks, what they truly want is. I can't even say it on YouTube. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. I almost crossed that line here on YouTube. I'm not going to say it. It's pretty disgusting, guys. But um, you guys pretty much know where I'm probably was going to go with that. But uh, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. This is absolutely disgusting. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Brittany Griner and Kamala Harris because it seems that Kamala Harris decided to go out there and make a lengthy virtue signaling statement on behalf of Brittany Griner, of course, receiving a nine-year sentence 
in Russia for vape cartridges containing cannabis oil. Now, that's really against Russian law. And, of course, people have pointed out to how much that would be a minor infraction in the United States, of which that has no consequence whatsoever. However, because Kamala Harris decided to go out there and run her mouth on behalf of Brittany Griner about how uh, she's wrongfully detained and how big of an injustice this is, well, unfortunately for Kamala, she got her ass drug. She got absolutely destroyed over that comment. Why? Because Kamala was one of the most notorious prosecutors of cannabis the United States has ever seen. I mean, absolutely crazy. Probably should have thought about this before she decided to put it out uh, because she is getting blasted today as a total hypocrite when it comes to the cannabis. Woo! This is the Daily Mail. Vice President Kamala Harris is slammed as a hypocrite for condemning Russia's wrongful detention of cannabis smuggler Brittany Griner when she locked up a thousand Californians for pot possession as state attorney general. Oh, yeah, this is not good for Kamala. Vice President Kamala Harris has been slammed online as a hypocrite after she condemned Russian officials for sentencing basketball store. Brittany Greiner to nine years in prison for drug smuggling. The WNBH star was found guilty on Thursday by a judge who rejected her claim that she accidentally brought the marijuana pin vape cartridge into the country. Prosecutors had asked that she be jailed for nine and a half years, six months less than the maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. Her attorneys say that they have 10 days to appeal the verdict and sentencing and that the typical sentencing handed down for such a crime is six years. That's still a while. Following the announcement, Harris said the following. With today's sentencing, Russia continues its wrongful detention of Brittany Griner. She should be released immediately. Biden and I and our entire administration are working every day to reunite Brittany as well as Paul Whelan, with loved ones who miss each of them dearly. Well, okay. She added, talking about this, the, the, the same comment, but almost immediately after she po posted her condemnation of Griner's sentencing, people on the Twitter pointed out she locked up thousands of people on marijuana charges while she was the district attorney of San Francisco. Oh, Tim Young, of course. Here you go, Tim. Brittany Griner got nine years for drug possession in Russia, which sounds like most of the criminal sentences. Kamala Harris got people for the same thing when she was Attorney General of California. Whoops. Uh-oh, Kamala. In fact, as District Attorney... Harris oversaw more than 1,900 marijuana convictions and prosecutors in her office convicted people on marijuana charges at a higher rate than her predecessor, according to the Mercury News. A 2019 investigation by the Washington Free Beacon also found that between 2011 and 2016, while Harris was California Attorney General, at least... 
1,560 people were sent to California state prisons on marijuana-related offenses. And although the number of low-level marijuana offenders sent to state prisons significantly declined after 2011, that was attributed to a statewide initiative to curb state prison overcrowding and divert lower-level offenders to county jails. Harris has also previously spoken out against the legalization of marijuana. Boy, people are forgetting a lot of stuff about her. Actively fighting a ballot measure for recreational marijuana use in 2010 when she co-authored the opposition argument in a voter's guide. By 2014, when she was state attorney general, law enforcement officers working on her State Department of Justice rented a helicopter to look for marijuana patches to raid without warrants, the San Francisco Weekly reported. They were using the, quote, open fields doctrine, which meant that marijuana stand not within the curtilage of a residence could be destroyed without a warrant after being spotted from the air. Harris really only became out for legalizing marijuana in 2018 after she was widely considered a presidential contender. Can you imagine that? Still, Harris is not the only American prosecutor that's gone after marijuana users. According to analysis by ACLU, marijuana arrests now account for over half of all drug arrests in the United States. 8.2 million marijuana busts between 2001 and 2010, 88% for simply having marijuana. Similarly, Greiner was arrested at the airport in Moscow in February and has been incarcerated ever since, despite failed attempts from the White House to negotiate her release. And there is a lot of pictures of her, like, in court. I guess they bring her in and put offenders in a cage, I guess is is what we're looking at here. Uh, So, yeah, Kamala got called out. Basically, immediately, for her tough stance on cannabis after she decided to go out there like the rest of the politicians, again, not helping Griner's case in the eyes of Russia, which is what matters right now. Let's be real. Russia is the ones that control Brittany Griner's fate. Not Joe Biden. Not not Kamala Harris. Not... Sheila Jackson Lee or any of the other politicians that are out there um, pining for Brittany Griner's release. In fact, those statements don't help her whatsoever after Russia told them to basically shut your trap. The the WNBA and NBA also ran their mouth yesterday. (laughs) Oh, Kamala, you might want to think before you speak, although considering your track record as vice president, that's probably not something that's going to happen. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. 
I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Brittany Griner. It seems Russia is ready to move forward in the potential negotiations for vicious criminal Victor Bout, the merchant of death. Um, it seems David Whelan was on Fox News just a minute ago talking about his brother Paul. Look, we should be clear about something. We hope Paul Whelan makes it home. He's a U.S. Marine. He served this country. Uh, he hasn't had any of the anti-American sentiments, if I'm just keeping it real, that Brittany Griner has had over time. She's a U.S. citizen. I get that. Um, he has served his country. And, of course, she has said she's very patriotic. But when you don't come on to the, uh, your WNBA court for the national anthem, that's a hard sell for me. Okay, so back to Russia. Russia is ready to negotiate and discuss this prisoner swap, and this news just broke. This is CNN. Lazarov says Russia is ready to discuss prisoner swap with U.S. after Griner conviction. The U.S. and Russia have indicated they are ready to hold talks over a prisoner swap a day after basketball star Brittany Griner was convicted of drug smuggling and sentenced to nine years in prison for carrying less than a gram of cannabis oil through a Moscow airport. It should be noted, this is CNN, they're going to be extremely progressive and extremely liberal in their uh, relaying of this, journal, uh, this, this story and how they do their journalism. So you guys keep that in mind. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, told reporters in Cambodia that the Kremlin is, quote, ready to discuss this topic, but within the framework of the channel that has been agreed by the president's state news agency, R.A. Uh, Navasti, reported, there is a specified channel that has been agreed upon by Russian President Vladimir Putin and U.S. President Joe Biden. And no matter what anyone says publicly, this channel will remain in effect. Lavrov reported, reportedly said Friday at the Association of Southeast Asian Nations Summit. Shortly later, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said at the same summit that the U.S., quote, will pursue talks with Russia. We put forward, as you know, a substantial proposal that Russia should engage with us on. And what Foreign Minister Lavrov said this morning and said publicly is that they are prepared to engage through channels we've established to do just that and will be pursuing that, Blinken told reporters at the press briefing. The comments from each side suggest that a negotiation process, which has already proven complex, could accelerate in the coming days. Russian government officials requested last month that former colonel from the country's domestic spy agency who was convicted of murder in Germany last year will be included <laughs> last year be included in the U.S. proposed swap of notorious arms dealer Victor Bout for Griner and Paul Whelan. Multiple sources familiar with the discussions told CNN. Whelan, a U.S. citizen, has been held by Russia since 2018 and was convicted by a Russian court in 2020 on SBNR's charges that he has strenuously denied Griner's conviction has raised similar concerns that she is being used as a political pawn in Russia's war against Ukraine. The U.S. State Department classifies the, the pair as wrongfully detained. Griner's a 
Women's National Basketball Association star and pleaded guilty to carrying cannabis oil in her luggage as she traveled through a Moscow airport February 17th. She testified in court. She was aware of Russia's strict drug laws and had no intention of bringing the cannabis into the country, saying she was in a rush and, quote, stress packing. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Prior to the verdict on Thursday, Griner apologized to the court, asked for leniency in an emotional speech. Quote, I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put uh, meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws here. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that your ruling doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that is far from this courtroom. And the other thing that should be noted, a lot of people have said, well, she was supposed to plead guilty in order to even begin a prisoner swap, but I don't know that I necessarily buy that. Okay, again, we labeled her wrongfully detained. She admitted to doing wrongdoings, breaking Russian law. So uh, I, I don't know that's up for your interpretation. I know my interpretation of it. Um, you broke the law, they sentenced you, period. And I, look, I can't help but be aware that I know if I'm going into Russia and I know this is against their law, I am hyper sensitive to what I am packing, what I am doing, paying attention. And she played there for basically six years, six or seven years. So, look, she's really familiar with what the Russian laws are in art. I mean, she even admitted she knew they had strict drug laws and she wasn't paying attention anyway. So it is what it is. But here we are. Here we are. The, the, the Department of Justice did not want Biden to do this. But Russia is now opening the lines of communication for a swap on Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death. There we are. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys. We're going to be talking about the Sean Watson, Tony Busby, and ESPN's Adam Schefter. Now, you guys know when we talk about Adam Schefter on videos, usually it's not a good thing in Pretty much any time we talk about Deshaun Watson, it's not a good thing either because we have not talked about him on the football field in something like two years. Deshaun Watson suspended as of right now for six games, but it looks like he may be done for the season. And as you guys may already know as well, the NFL has now appealed the suspension. They want the book thrown at Deshaun Watson because they believe that this man and even Judge Sue L. Robinson, even she really believes that Deshaun Watson committed a crime. Because one thing that um nobody's really talked about in her uh, ruling on Deshaun Watson, 
she has now banned him from getting any massages from anybody that is not a team employee because she believes that Deshaun Watson did something very, very vile. And the NFL does also. Well, Tony Busby um, actually gave a press conference because uh, Deshaun Watson, um, his uh, suspension is now getting um, appealed. And Tony Busby went after one Adam Schefter because Adam Schefter put out a pretty dumb tweet after the uh, grand juries actually decided not to uh, prosecute Deshaun Watson. Here we go on the New York Post. Tony Busby, Adam Schefter's Deshaun Watson tweet, why people do not pursue justice. Now, in case you guys aren't familiar with the tweet uh, that he put out now, Tony Busby is actually uh, giving a press conference and um, there is the tweet right there. And that's Tony Busby. I'm going to read the tweet here. Okay, Um, Adam Schefter, after Deshaun Watson was not prosecuted, he tweeted out, this is why Deshaun Watson, from the beginning, welcomed a police investigation. He he felt he knew that the truth would come out. And today, a grand jury did not charge him on any of the criminal complaints. And boy, that really did not sit very well. Actually, um. Adam Schefter ended up uh, deleting it. And uh, Tony Busby has come out now and he has now slammed Adam Schefter of ESPN. Now, this is what um, Tony Busby had to say, quote, we all know about the tweet that was sent out from a so-called insider, not somebody that's ever spoken to me. If there's more of an insider, I don't know who it is other than me. But this kind of uh, reaction uh, we receive, but this is the kind of reaction um, we receive. These kinds of tweets, this kind of foolishness is exactly why people do not pursue justice. Uh, Schefter apologized for the tweet shortly after he sent out and he said uh, this. This was a poorly worded tweet that deserves a proper response. It was intended to provide insight into the strategy of Watson's legal team from his point of view. He wrote, I should have been clear as legal experts have explained a lack of um, indictment alone does not mean someone is innocent. And that's true because um, we talked about OJ Simpson before too. OJ Simpson got off on the murder rap, even though I believe the vast majority of people uh, still believe that he committed a crime. Let's just be clear about that. Now, Deshaun Watson in that ruling, just a Robinson, man, agreed with the NFL, man. Deshaun Watson was up to no good. And for Adam Schefter to put out that tweet like that, man, that's not a good look. It's really not. But you know what? Adam Schefter also put out that um, very insensitive tweet about Dwayne Haskins after we found out that uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, passed away. It was Adam Schefter that actually um that actually uh, tweeted out the death of um, Dwayne Haskins. And he brought in that Dwayne Haskins struggled in the NFL and he got destroyed for it. If I'm not mistaken, I do believe that he actually ended up deleting the tweet. And also, guys, Adam Schefter's own colleagues over there at ESPN, behind the scenes, they have been slamming him for his reporting on things around the NFL. Now, Adam Schefter is one of the guys 
that breaks a lot of news with the NFL. And his own colleagues over there at ESPN, they're not really happy with his job performance. But guys, what do you think of this? What do you guys think of Tony Busby coming out and slamming Adam Schefter for this tweet? Adam Schefter never talked to Tony Busby, and um, he just put it out there. But yet again, Adam Schefter had to delete it because of the backlash. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know stick about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. Oh, we're going to talk about the Marxist ESPN of China and more specifically alumni Jalen Rose. And, of course, Jalen covers NBA over on ESPN. And he is a prime example of why that network is crashing and burning. I've got my ESPN-CNN shirt on, my old-school shirt, the worldwide leader in woke. Well, here we are, because he's offended by everything, I guess, at this point. Uh, Jalen Rose, a, a, a basketball analyst for the NBA, feels that you need to know He's offended, on behalf of Native Americans, by the way, he was offended by the Washington Redskins, and he is now offended by Mount Rushmore, on behalf of Native Americans. What? Okay, that's utterly and completely ridiculous, and it's why their ratings have crashed and burned. Outside of live sporting events, the ESPN ratings are total shit. They're trash. They're in the dumpster. And it's because of jackholes like this guy, Jalen Rose, who finds everything on planet Earth offensive. There is a video of this, of him pissing and moaning. We'll listen to it. ESPN analyst and former NBA player Jalen Rose has launched a new campaign to cancel Mount Rushmore. This is Breitbart because he says the name is, quote, offensive to all Americans. Okay. Particularly Native Americans, I guess. Uh, uh, Wife, where are you, wife? Right here. Are you offended by Mount Rushmore? Hell no. Okay, and you're a bunch Indian, right? I'm a bunch Indian. A bunch Indian. Okay, there we go. That's straight out of a Native American's mouth. Uh, that, uh, That was a hell no. Rose posted a video to social media insisting that the Washington Redskins and Cleveland Indians dumped their Native American names and imagery because it was, quote, offensive. By the way, we have a very large demographic of Native American subscribers who think this is utter and complete trash and that it makes them look bad and makes Native Americans look weak and weak-minded, and they don't get it. They don't know who is this that's exactly offended. The very few Native Americans that voted for Joe Biden. That's so weird. So many Native Americans I know are actually 
the most conservative people I've ever met in my entire life. Wow. By the way, Cleveland Indians' entire product has shit the bed. Since they went to the Guardians, ratings are down, attendance has plummeted. What does that tell you? And, and Washington fans are still irate. The Redskins aren't still the Redskins, and they are the Redskins to me. He then said he has a new piece of U.S. history he believes should be canceled. Mount Rushmore. Quote, I want to continue to challenge myself and to challenge you to do something, Rose said in a Twitter video. Can we retire using Mount Rushmore? Oh, Christ. Let's Why do, do you think Washington changed their name from Redskins? I do a show and didn't say that word for eight years. And my co-host, David Jacoby, we both said they're going to change the name one day. Why? Because it's offensive. What about the Cleveland Indians? Same thing. Why did they change the name? Because it's offensive. So I want to continue to challenge myself and to challenge you to do something. Can we retire using Mount Rushmore? That should be offensive to all of us especially Native Americans, indigenous people, who were the first people here before Christopher Columbus. That land was stolen for them when it was discovered that it contained gold. And 25 years later, to add insult to injury, four American presidents were put on what we call Mount Rushmore on the top of the dead bodies that is buried right underneath. So I call for you and for myself. I'm owning this too. Let's stop using the term Mount Rushmore when we're talking about our favorite rappers, talking about our favorite movies, we're talking about our favorite players. I know you're going to see this video and I know you're going to take action. Yeah, you're right. We're going to take action. Why? Because uh, let's proactively petition for Donald Trump to go on Mount Rushmore. And while we're at it, for 2028, let's go ahead and start carving out Ron DeSantis on there, too. How would you feel about that, uh, Jalen Rose? Oh, my God. What a idiot this guy is. I mean, a race for the most woke, and he is he's pulling out into the lead. Yeah, I'm sure Jamel Hill is a big fan of this. I know you're going to take action. Yeah, okay. It is unclear if Rose was speaking metaphorically about the faces of four presidents carved on top of dead bodies of Native Americans or if he was mist mistakenly thinks Mount Rushmore is some sort of burial ground, but no one is buried on the mountain or immediately below the carvings. Indeed, the mountain originally was called Tunkoski Sela Saki, I don't know. Our six grandfathers' mountains by the Lakota tribe was used as a sort of church where they went to pray to the gods, but not as a burial ground. And yeah, I know I jacked that up. Uh, it is what it is. But after gold was discovered in the Black Hills, the mountain was annexed by the United States government in 1877. And in 1884, the New York attorney, Charles Rushmore, staked a tin mine near the mountain. It, then, he, it was then renamed in his honor, and then by 1924, Grand Plan started 
being made to carve the faces of several American presidents into its effortless, the work of which did not begin until 1938. Finally, the work was declared finished on October 31st, 1941. Uh, Vigidus of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln staring out over the landscape. Jalen Rose, though, has decided to erase it all. He's a moron. He's a moron. And I know I messed up that name, and uh, I'm going to lose zero sleep over that, by the way. Uh, Less than any sleep. In fact, I might sleep better now that I messed it up. Uh, Yeah, cancel me. That gives a F. You get the point. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. I mean, what is becoming the benefit of paying attention to that network anymore at all outside of some live sporting event that you're forced to watch, and that's the only channel that it's on at this point? Looking at you, Dana White and UFC, you've got to get that product off of Disney-owned, let us not forget, Disney-owned ESPN. Continue hiring and keeping morons like this, and your ratings will continue to drop more and more and more. I don't know. Are you guys, are you taking political cues from Jalen Rose? Because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. Like I said, uh, for 2024, we can go ahead. Once Trump is back in office, we can start carving him in and then proactively start doing Ron DeSantis for 2028 and on and, and so forth. Boy, they will lose their mind over that, won't they, Jalen Rose? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Again. I'm telling you, there is a fraction of a percentage of Native Americans that are actually upset about any of this. The Indians, the Braves, the Chiefs, the Seminoles, any of that that's going on right now. And in fact, like I said, I've talked to a lot of them. They're enraged over the fact that some of these teams have chosen to remove their uh, Indian-related monikers from from their business products. They're they're livid over that. Hmm. But that's not what the progressives will tell you, will will they? That they're actually upset that it happened. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.